The following statements made are the views and personal experiences of a single individual. None of the following statements reflect the views or opinions of the individual's employer, municipality, county, or state. No personal or sensitive information may be released without a formal request. All the following statements are personal accounts. Thank you and please enjoy. Hello everybody and welcome to Corona Quandaries, the podcast where we explore the lives of everyday people but learn things about people that you don't hear every day. I'm your host, Tony Mastercole, and I'm here with my brother. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Tony's brother. I'm 24 years old, and I am a police officer in Waukesha County. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, first question is pretty simple. In what ways has your life changed since this whole coronavirus thing started happening? So uh, I'm actually going to turn that into a two-parter because my home life actually hasn't changed much at all. Um, being a shift worker, uh, I actually like don't get to go out much anyway. Uh, so for me, uh, other than going for walks, you know, with a dog or going to the dog park or grocery shopping, I never really left the house. Um, so personal life hasn't really changed much. Um, work life, however, has changed quite a bit. Um, we have new policies and procedures come out almost daily. Um, on how just to react with the public, how to react with uh, calls for service and things of that nature. So what we're told one day may be written in stone that day. And as of 20 minutes later, it could change based on uh, just how local or federal government gives out different um, recommendations based on what the CDC and the World Health Organization have gone through. Mm-hmm. So, and of, And of course, when dealing with something like this, uh, you have to be on your toes, ready for anything to change, because one day it might just be uh, avoid getting close contact, and then a few days later, you have to completely avoid certain crowds or areas because, like, I'm like especially in like New York and Chicago, there's whole neighborhoods completely quarantined and shut down, and they need to bring in like uh, military forces. They bring in like troops and stuff to watch over, and make sure no one leaves that area. Yeah, thankfully we are nowhere near that. Uh, our yeah, residents, yeah. Are, our residents are pretty good about listening to the stay-at-home order and uh, just kind of keeping mm-hmm. themselves. I've noticed, you know, just driving around that if people do talk or stop in the street, they're standing a pretty good distance away. So as long as they keep that up, uh, we should just keep it pretty low key on uh, trying to uh, take enforcement action on the governor's orders. Yep, of course. Uh, what are some new uh, routines and stuff like that? What has changed or what have you added into your daily life ever since uh, coronavirus has started? Um, <laughs> mostly disinfecting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to gear at work, uh, I used to clean out our squad cars, you know, like once a week or something or after, you know, a suspect would uh, make it dirty to say it nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> however, whichever bodily fluid you'd like to pick for that. Uh, Now it becomes a daily ritual. Uh, We sanitize the entire squad before and after our shifts uh, using special cleaners, obviously. And uh, most of them are healthcare level now. It used to Mm -hmm. be we could use, you know, weaker stuff and just kind of wipe it down. Now it's become a full decon and it's a huge thing. Um, If we end up actually having to transport an individual that is suspected of uh, either coming into contact with COVID or having some of the symptoms, uh, we actually place biohazard uh, signs all around and have to decon that way. But... 
Um, are there any uh, any moments that you've experienced that have surprised you or any uh, direct experiences you've had with people that have kind of caught you off guard? Just in the past week or in regards to COVID? Uh, in, regards, uh, in regards to COVID. Okay. I was going to say, because I got plenty of stories of those. <laughs> um, some specific moments that I've noticed are we've seen an increase in people uh, actually like running at us, coughing and yelling, I have COVID, I have COVID. Um, in really? that case, yeah, we become extremely wary of that person um, mm-hmm. just to make sure that they aren't intentionally trying to spread it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where I have to be a little careful. Uh, we have certain procedures in place to take care of an individual like that. Yeah. Um, we also have certain procedures uh, to take care of anyone who is suspected of having COVID or someone who tells us. Um, other than that, any like more larger moments, uh, we've seen a definite increase in individuals becoming restless. Uh, it's kind of a nice mm-hmm. way of putting it. Um, a lot of people uh, haven't had to live in close contact with their families for this long of amount of time. Uh, I, yeah. would, I would say it's very similar to having uh, a sibling come home from college that had been gone for a while and has found a new sense of independence and then come <laughs> home and is trying to live under mom and dad's rules again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's a little bit of friction there. I would say it's similar, if not a magnified version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you said before that people were purposely yelling about that they had COVID and running at you. Is Do you think that's just some crazy person being bored? Or do you think that's a direct attack? What, what do you think that is? If there have been any, and again, I'm just talking for my specific department, but mm-hmm. um, we have all seen it mostly to be a, um, usually a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny if there's been any mm-hmm. intentional attacks, but I haven't heard of any specifically. Yeah. And again, I'm not speaking for my department. I'm just speaking my experiences of it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of looking on a brighter side of this whole pandemic we're, uh, we're going through, are there any hopes you have uh going through the next few uh, weeks in regards of it may getting worse or getting better, stuff like that? Well, obviously, I hope it gets better soon. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like with this extension that we are looking at it possibly plateauing soon, um, just based mm-hmm. off of what the CDC and the World Health Organization have been pushing out. And obviously, Governor Evers and some of his public uh, reports and releases, it seems to be kind of leveling a little bit. Obviously, we did not peak anywhere close to some of the more hotspot areas, such as New York or Chicago or Detroit. Yeah. Um, if we can keep it that way, that obviously would be the best way to do it. In the future, obviously, our lives are going to be changed in one way or another after going through a quarantine like this. People will uh, treat public areas differently. People will treat uh, how they come in contact with close friends or uh, just acquaintances at work and stuff. Is there anything that you'd like to say to say your future self in a month where we think we're going to be? Is there anything you'd like to say to your future self in regards of how you would live your life and what you got out of this experience? 
Yeah, enjoy going to bars after work. <laughs> uh, if I have to say one thing I miss most, it would be that. Drinking at home is great, but it gets old after a while. Yeah. Bartenders make such better drinks than I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are going to, uh, a lot of people miss their favorite restaurants and bars and stuff, going out and just leaving your house. Yeah, yeah. No, other than that, uh, I would just say wash your hands. Yep. I definitely learned how much I don't wash my hands now when I have to yeah. wash my hands every 20 seconds. Yeah, I've been seeing, uh, <laughs> I saw someone did like a makeshift experiment in their own house and they took um, a $5 bill that they got from the grocery store, their doorknobs, um, and a normal, just normal piece of bread in their hands. And they rubbed the money they rubbed the bread on the doorknob and their hands on the bread and put it into a Ziploc bag and kept it for like three weeks. And by far, the one that molded the most from all the bacteria was the money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which you, you don't think of that because it's just money. But that's the one thing that's passed around probably the most in America mm -hmm. is money. It's transferred everywhere. Uh, there's a saying, and again, this has zero science to back it up and zero uh, relation to any one department or anything. But there's a saying going around that... Uh, there are traces of drugs on every single bill that has ever passed through hands at some point. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And again, yeah. no science to back that up or anything, but of course, that's of course, what I've heard but, of Grapevine. Of course, it, it wouldn't be a saying if there was no <laughs> element of behind truth, it. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for taking your time out of your day and letting me interview you. Absolutely. It's a pleasure having you on. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for listening to episode two of Corona Quandaries. I hope you enjoyed and stay safe out there.